You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national covering down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, we're in number one of the Triple Dipper right now, fighting fentanyl is what I'm calling it. And we've been just talking for the last half hour about some of the latest statistics, which are pretty sobering. Um, regarding fentanyl and the fact that it comes across our southern border just in droves, uh, precursors coming from China. Uh, Raven from Russell on our text line just said, we can use a $400,000 missile to shut down a $12 balloon, but we can't spare any for fentanyl. What? And he's, <laughs> he's got a point. Um, on the phone right now is uh, Barry Matson. Barry is the Deputy Director of the Office of Prosecution Services and the Alabama District, of Serv- uh, District Attorneys Association. He's got a long career uh, as a prosecutor, and he's been on the show once before for this very topic. We thought we'd get an update and just give him a holler, and he agreed to come on the show today. So, my friend Barry Matson, how you doing, man? How you doing, Phil? Good to be on your radio show. Appreciate you having me. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you and what you do. So uh, we had one of your district attorneys on uh, the other day, Jody Willoughby from uh, Etowah County, has been on the show most recently. But um, but listen, let me let me ask you, Barry, straight up, fentanyl. Last time you and I talked, it was a scourge. I feel like the statistics have gotten worse. What are you guys seeing as DAs right now out there in the field? Phil, it'll get worse before it ever gets better. Uh, I, I'm really frightened about the prospects of, of what's coming in the future. I, I, it, I, as I've said several times, I think it's a weapon of mass destruction. I think it takes a very little bit uh, of fentanyl to kill a lot of people, uh, and, and I'm very concerned about it. We have uh, two foreign nations, uh, China and Mexico, that – uh, and the cartels make no mistake about it. Cartels run Mexico. Uh, they're uh, they entrenched in all levels of government, state and local and federal. And those two, with, with the precursors from China and the manufacturing and smuggling from the cartels into our country, uh, you know, it's killing thousands and thousands of Americans and Alabamians uh, a day. I mean, it's it's frightening. But what, what we're seeing across our country, and it's it it uh, threatens people who aren't. Uh, Well, and I made the point, Barry, uh, earlier that, you know, there are things that are that are major statistics like cancer or heart disease, and you can't just stop those. Maybe they, you can do things to mitigate, you can try to help, but there's this one thing that's killing upwards of 100,000 people a year. It's one drug, and it comes mostly from one place, and it's fentanyl. Like, for instance, a story that I've got that I quoted earlier before you came on, uh, apparently last year alone, there were 339 fentanyl overdose deaths in Jefferson County, Alabama alone. That's 339 people that could have been saved if we could just stanch the flow of fentanyl into our country. Uh, and, and it seems to be that uh, our, our, our federal government just ignores this. Uh, they, they know where it's coming from. They know how it comes in. Uh, they publish a, a threat assessment every year. Uh, it's mapped. Uh, I've been down there with 
federal officers. And uh, meth is still the largest, most impactful drug in our country, but meth is really more of a slow death. Uh, it's sad to say it that way, but it really is. Fentanyl is the acute problem. If you take it once, you can die from it immediately. But we know where it's coming from. We know where the precursors, how they're getting in, uh, and yet we're, we're doing nothing about it. If there was a bomb that went off and killed that many people in Birmingham uh, last week, you, you can bet it would get much more attention. It'd be a, you know, a mass death, but we just seem to write off these folks. Uh, uh, and it's, it's sad because every, every life has value and uh, it's, it's terrible what, what, uh, what's happening to our country. In 2020, I read recently that Alabama for the first time with COVID and overdose deaths had more people die than we had birthed. We were the first time in recorded history wow. that we were upside down in births and deaths in 2020. Wow, that's that's sobering. Well, l- let me ask you this, uh, Barry. I mean, so is there anything you, you guys and you and I first met when I was in the legislature, and you would come over to the state house and and, and help with issues that the district attorneys cared about. Sometimes it'd be things on criminal law. Otherwise, at times it'd be penalties. Um, is there anything that you guys are looking at right now that the legislature may be considering that relates to this fentanyl crisis? And uh, Matt Simpson has the bill. We'll have a couple more, I think, pretty soon. Uh, spoken with the speaker uh, and Senator Reid, uh, the leadership, and, and uh, they are very supportive of a couple of initiatives that we have. Uh, one is would be looking at uh, a first responder, how uh, first responders are injured as being exposed to fentanyl. Uh, anybody selling or manufacturing or trafficking in fentanyl, they know the dangers. They know how deadly it is. For listeners, the equivalent of three grains of salt, if you put three grains of salt on a plate, that much fentanyl can kill you. That's how much wow. it takes and so uh, to kill one person. So um, uh, that we we're looking at uh, legislation that would address when first responders are injured, uh, it being exposed to fentanyl. We're looking at a, uh, a, a homicide death in, as far as felony murder, where if you sell or you market fentanyl, knowing how deadly it is, and cause a death, that we can, we can charge that death. And then we, are, uh, we made fentanyl trafficking a few years ago, about three or four years ago, before we knew it was, this was coming. And in Alabama, we had possession of fentanyl, which is a D felony, mm-hmm. you know, it's a small offense, one to five. And we had trafficking in every other drug, cocaine, uh, heroin, you name it. But we didn't have a trafficking statute in fentanyl. So you could have a tractor trailer load or a thimble full, and it was the same offense. So we were able to get a uh, – it was hard, but we got a trafficking statute um, <clears throat> about three or four years ago. Um, but we did not get any of uh, the mandatory minimums that are the same on other drugs. You know, cocaine, heroin have a minimum of three uh, on the low end of the weight, and it goes on up, it's higher the weight is. But in Alabama, now currently trafficking has no mandatory minimum sentence. It's just, it's a, it's a class A, so it's 10 and up okay. uh, as far as sentencing. So we're looking at that as well. That bill is already filed. I think it's HB1. Well, so let me add, and I'm glad to hear it's already pre-filed then, HB1. That's great. So, um, but l- l- let me ask you too, uh, uh, Barry, is, is there, is there a, is there a, a, a sort of a, a center of gravity in Alabama. I mean, I hear the stats on on Jefferson County, but that's one of sixty seven counties. Is Jefferson County the center of gravity for fentanyl, or are they all the counties seeing the same level of per capita exposure right now? 
I, I think every county's seeing it. It, it. This knows no barriers. We, you'll see drugs when they come onto a scene, they'll impact either a rural or an urban population, or they'll impact uh, higher income. Maybe it's more expensive, or it'll, it, it sometimes it, it splits on some, even in racial lines. You see uh, early on with meth and, and crack cocaine, you saw some of that. Um, but, but then the lines blur. It, all those drugs tend to, now meth is displaced crack cocaine. Meth is, is urban, rural, uh, large county, small county. That's, that's, the, that's the, uh, uh, the amphetamine. That's the stimulant of choice uh, on the streets right now is methamphetamine. And it's also made in Mexico in super labs. So that's coming in as well from the same cartels. Fentanyl uh, really is hitting every, every community. And you, you see it where you're, the person is either buying heroin and they don't know it's laced, or they're buying fentanyl intentionally, or uh, we're seeing it in online uh, uh, sales of other drugs. Like people think they're buying uh, prescription drugs, getting it at low cost online from some source. And in those, we're seeing uh, other drugs mixed in, sometimes fentanyl, because it will have a psychoactive uh, impact on the on the user, and they think, well, this is this is doing what it's supposed to do. And quite often, we see fentanyl uh, laced into those drugs as well, where people buy prescription drugs online from non-reputable sources that, that they they think they can trust, but they can't. It's 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 amazing. I mean, it really is. And and the first time I ever really became aware of this. And this has been some years ago, so I've been out of the legislature now for over four years. But but I, I was I was in a Senate hearing, and you were testifying, and and you we had a, we had the the, the big the big uh, briefing room downstairs on the first floor, and and I and I believe you said at the time in this room, which probably had a hundred people in it, you said if I had if I had just enough to cover the tip of my pinky, I could kill everybody in this room with with fentanyl, and yeah. that that's the first yeah. time I'd ever become aware of this scourge, which has now been killing hundreds of thousands of people across the nation. And, and I'm afraid it's not going to get the attention uh, that it deserves until we have uh, a mass casualty. Um, and, and, you know, the, the cartels could, uh, they could overdose a batch of heroin that's coming in. And in, in the blink of an eye, we could have thousands of deaths across our country uh, above and beyond what we're having now. Um, and, and they know that. And, and sadly, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, dealers will intentionally overdose sometimes uh, some of their users uh, uh, for whatever marketing purposes, sick marketing purposes they may, you know, choose to do that. But, uh, but I'm afraid it's, it's going to take something like that. Uh, uh, I, I'm fearful of that, but I'm afraid it's going to. I mean, and, and, and I guess with about a minute left to go here, Barry, and I know this is outside of your bailiwick, but do you ever hear of anything like the actual Department of Defense getting involved in trying to stop the flow of fentanyl across the southern border? Well, you know, I thought in, in all my years in law enforcement, I thought that DEA had a greater presence in, in country, in Mexico, than they do until I went down a couple of years ago with DEA and uh, some other folks from our uh, small group from our state. We went down, actually uh, went to Mexico City, took a Black Hawk out to south, southern Mexico in Cuyacan in Sinaloa area, where a large, like a 20-acre meth lab had been seized. And... Uh, I found out that there's really less than a handful of in-country DEA agents in, in Mexico, um, and depending on the cooperation of their federal government, which now is zero, uh, they're able to do and do some type of interdiction uh, in that process. But, but there is virtually no cooperation with the Mexican government because that's not what the cartels want. And so uh, we 
in Mexico like we would in other countries. It's yeah. pretty shocking. Uh, but the Department of Defense uh, certainly could uh, target those. They should they should uh, label the cartels a terrorist organization, and that would change the whole dynamics of this process. Uh, I bet you if ISIS was killing Americans at the rate the cartels were in China, importers were, uh, it, it would happen in a heartbeat. Well, uh, I agree. I, I agree, and and uh, and I'm I'm ready to see a change. But uh, Barry Matson, appreciate what you do. Thanks for representing uh, district attorneys across the entire state of Alabama. And uh, let's get you back on again sometime soon. All right. I appreciate it. It's an honor being on your program. You're a good friend. Thank you. Sir. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate you. All right, Boomer, take us to a break. We'll come right back and wrap this up. Fighting fentanyl. I mean, it's it's. I don't want to call it discouraging. The 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 encouraging side of this is you can see it. You know what the resolution can be. It's not like we're trying to fight this, you know, unknown, invisible source of angst. No, this is, it's a thing. And you know where it comes from. We'll talk about it when we get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Text lines are open 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, we had a number of people that kicked in some texts on the uh, the fentanyl issue. Uh, Brian from Huntsville says, Chinese balloons loaded with fentanyl just waiting to be shot down. <laughs> it's a scary thought, though, I mean, actually. Um, TL from Huntsville sent me a link. Uh, to another uh, about um, police um, having to save one of their fellow uh, 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 officers during a fentanyl overstop in, or, or fentanyl um, traffic stop in Florida. Uh, John from Huntsville uh, saw something on PBS that was showing how cooking fentanyl is so dangerous that many of the Mexicans that are cooking it actually die. I'm sure that's true. I mean, it's not like they care about the people that are being trafficked or the drugs that are being trafficked or the people that are on the other side of it. They certainly don't care about the people that manufacture it. Mm. All they care about is the bottom line. Give me, give me the next buck and let's make some more. Um, Jerry from Meridianville, all these people who are disputing fentanyl death rates are the same people who say we need gun control. That's a great point. Um, Raven from Russellville, I read it earlier, but I'll read it again. He says, we can use a $400,000 missile to shoot down a $12 balloon, but we can't spare any on fentanyl. What? Um, Dustin from Hazel Green, I apologize. He wanted me to ask about something called carfentanil, and I'm not sure uh, what all that is. But he points out, Dustin does, that for those that that article by Howard Koplowitz at AL.com, who took issue with some say that maybe these overdose, you know, being claimed by law enforcement are not accurate because you know it's not transmitted through the skin. He points out they make fentanyl patches for pain management, so that means it's transdermal, and that's a great point. Mm. Uh, Justin from Brownsboro. Uh, if he, uh, well, I forgot what, where to go. Here he goes. So I know someone prescribed fentanyl legitimately. It was a transdermal patch that supplied a slow release. And they said that was a pretty high dose. They had to stop at all other narcotic meds while they were receiving it. Yeah, it's just because it, contraindications. It can, it can clash with other things. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, your your thoughts, Boomer, but but the reality is we got a mess. Oh, it's is, it, it's a complete mess. And like you were saying earlier, uh, with the hundred thousand deaths, how is it not? seen as a, a a huge deal and something that needs to be taken care of. Yeah, what was it Barry Madsen said a moment ago? If ISIS killed that many people, we'd be going to war. Right. Like, come on, and this is something that we we can help stop. I mean, we, we see, we, we know it. Right. I mean, finding the drug lab might be a thing. I get it. They they hide them in the jungles. They, 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 they hide them sometimes in urban environments. But I can remember being in Baghdad, um, and we were doing my—it was my last major op. Uh, we did a big cordon and search in an area called—it um, uh, was part of Atamiya and part of Sadr City. Mm-hmm. It was a really bad area. And But what was amazing to me, it was a part that I had not been in to that point. Mm-hmm. And there was one building, the ruins of one building, that were right next to a school. We had put a—basically put a JDAM missile— straight down the the pipe of that building, took out that building because it was a Bath Party headquarters building, and everything around it was still standing. Wow. We have the capability to do precision targeting of these drug labs should we choose to do so. Now, I, I get it. You're going into a sovereign country. Mexico, for all its warts and blemishes, is still a sovereign country. But right now you got got 100,000 Americans dying. It's time for someone to look at Mexico and say, you know what? Here's the deal, uh, President Obrador. Here's the deal. Nothing but love for you and all that. You're my southern you know, border guy, but you don't have any control over the Sinaloa cartel and none of the others. So here's the thing. If we find a drug lab, we're going to destroy it, plain and simple. Yeah. If we, if we can see it, if we can get intel on the ground. And by the way, we can get intel on the ground. And this is a thing. Uh, what was that book by Tom Clancy? Oh, gosh, it was a great book. Introduced some of his major characters. Um, not the sum of all fears. I forgot which one it was. Clear and Present Danger. Mm. Clear and Present Danger by Tom Clancy was about yeah. the very same thing. Putting putting former Army intel or, or, or recon guys on the ground to gather the intelligence to laze the target and destroy the drug lab. It can happen. Yeah. It's possible. All right, listen, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go to number two in the Triple Dipper, Home Fries. Going to talk about things that are happening around the state of Alabama, not the least of which is a freaky article that came out on 1819 News just today about a profanity-laced rant by the mayor of Montgomery claiming he doesn't even need the black vote. Wow. All right, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> 